0: Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now here are your hosts, Michael Tamora and Raphael Tamura.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael.
2: And I'm Michael.
1: The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Well, I have a question for you this morning. What comes to your mind when you hear the word neutrality? I've heard characters in various TV shows and movies over the years declare I'm Switzerland, most often in response to others wanting them to take sides in an argument. It's pretty well known around the world that Switzerland, as a country, has maintained its political position of military neutrality in relationship to other countries, meaning that it will not take sides in any kind of military action by them except in its own self-defense. In fact, Switzerland currently has maintained the longest history of military neutrality in the world, and there's so many wonderful stories around this. Often when the subject of neutrality comes up, it seems that for many people, neutrality is associated with the neutrality of not taking sides with whatever parties are engaged in conflict, whether they are countries, militarily, or politically, or individuals in disagreement. Yet, on a more essential level, did you know that neutrality offers you your secret doorway to happiness? That's our topic of exploration for our show today. Since so many people seem to associate the idea of neutrality with Switzerland, let's start our discussion with a little story of how the original intent and energy space Was created to found the country we now associate with neutrality because prior to that, the area we now know as Switzerland was a country of mercenaries and lots of conflict for centuries. In 1307, however, near Seelisberg above Lake Uri, on a meadow known in Switzerland as the Rütli. Legend has it that three men representing the three founding cantons of the old Swiss Confederacy, Schwitz, Uri, and Unterwalden, met to make a pact known as the Rutli Oath. An approximate translation of the oath in English is as follows, and I just love this. Here goes. We want to be a single people of brethren, never to part in danger nor distress. We want to be free as our fathers were and rather die than live in slavery. We want to trust in the one highest God and never be afraid of human power. The three men were weary of warring and longed to live free in a peaceful land they could call home. It took Switzerland another couple of centuries to establish military neutrality as its official policy in the world, but as with all things that come to be in this world, the energy and space had to be clearly set for it by intent, agreement, and then action. Those three men had to get others to agree and walk that talk to get things rolling in that direction. They got the job done. It's interesting that the oath was one based on what most of us seek in life, whatever our nationality, race, or faith, isn't it? But not only that, it contains the essential elements that allow us to bring that about. Freedom, love, and peaceful coexistence in the trust and care of the undivided oneness of God. Contrary to what many people assume, neutrality isn't a passive state of being in any sense. Not only does it take an active commitment to be neutral, real neutrality is the gateway to all that we might consider true, beautiful, and good in life. To many people, neutrality might seem a bit mamby-pamby, noncommittal, and weak. When we first mention the importance of being neutral, some people immediately assume that it would rob them of their right to take a stand about important issues in life, or that they would have to turn a blind eye toward the injustices that exist in the world. No, no. It's often difficult for people to step out of the dichotomous nature of this world and not polarize themselves into either or, about especially those things that are most important to them in life. Some might imagine that if they were to remain neutral about some abusive or destructive action one group imposed on another, they would not have any power to correct the intolerable situation. To many, neutrality would signal their indifference or passivity. Yet in truth, getting yourself into a state of neutrality in relationship to whatever is happening in your life or whatever it is you are experiencing in it, allows you to make your decisions about it with the greatest awareness and power. Neutrality is the optimal state of being from which you can make decisions or take actions in your life. Being neutral means you are not attached to the outcome. You can witness neutrality in action every day in the difference in those who are generally most successful under pressure or in a crisis situation and those who are not. A neutral person in such situations, we say is calm and collected, whereas a non-neutral person is tense and less reliable to make a wise decision or come through with the best action. In the sports arena, basketball legend Michael Gordon was renowned for making the game-winning basket right at the game-ending buzzer many times. What was his secret to successfully doing that repeatedly under intense pressure? He said that he was only focused on shooting the ball the best he could rather than whether they were going to win or not. He practiced being neutral to the outcome of his actions. Every great athlete had to learn that lesson and practice neutrality at least on that level as they were developing because they invariably fail or lose at least some of the time if they continue to remain emotionally attached to the outcome of each play or each game they wouldn't make it to the next game in some way they had to learn to forgive themselves learn the lesson that came with the loss let go of the past and look to what they were to do next neutrality is crucial to making a new decision, or creating in the present. To enlightened masters, neutrality was essential for being on the path of awakening. They taught neutrality in many different ways as a way of living. The middle way of the Buddha is definitely about that, as what has come to be known as the straight and narrow path of Jesus. Jesus also taught his disciples to, quote, unquote, be as passersby, meaning don't get attached to or resist what happens in their life or what others may do. Buddha also taught it as emptying one's mind. You would have to let go of your attachments in your mind to thoughts, belief or beliefs, anger, guilt, blame, and so on. When you hold on to them in your mind, you fill up your mind. Forgiving, not judging, letting things be, letting go, and non-resistance are all ways of finding that neutrality. Rather than neutrality being in action or not doing anything, it is actively being unattached to whatever you are experiencing as you do whatever it is
2: you need to do. Morihei Ueshiba. The founder of a new martial arts form he ended up calling Aikido was a very fierce fighter from a young age and as a young man he wanted to be in the military, but he was rejected. Due to being too short (laughs) by half an inch. Michael can relate to this. (laughs) (laughs) Those of us who are vertically challenged, as they say. (laughs) Well, determined to join, it it didn't daunt him that, you know, they rejected him once. He he figured out, very creative, he hung himself from a tree with heavy weights on him. To stretch his spine.
1: Don't do this at
2: home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and apparently he succeeded because he measured half an inch taller when he reapplied to be in the military. <laughs> he really That's wanted a to fight. Creative solution. He immersed himself in the study of various martial arts until he had some of the top martial artists coming to him to challenge him to fights and Defeating them all. Yet when he was walking in a garden. Reflecting upon his experience of having just defeated a strong. Well-trained naval officer. Who attacked him with a boken. That's a Japanese hard. Very hard wooden martial arts. Uh, little stick. Weapon. And he did so without hurting him. Completely uh, diffuse the situation and 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 without uh, injuring the the attacker, and he had his first of three spiritual awakening experiences when he was reflecting upon that. Of that experience, he wrote, "Quote: I felt the universe suddenly quake, and a golden spirit sprang up from the ground, veiled my body." and changed my body into a golden one. At the same time, my body became light. I was able to understand the whispering of the birds and was aware of the mind of God, the creator of the universe. At that moment, I was enlightened. The source of Budo, which is the martial way, is God's love the spirit of loving protection for all beings. Budo is not the felling of an opponent by force, nor is it a tool to lead the world to destruction with arms. True Budo is to accept the spirit of the universe, keep the peace of the world, correctly correctly produce, protect, and cultivate all beings in nature. Then some 15 years later, after that experience, he had another experience during a purification ritual he was performing in which he suddenly forgot all the martial arts techniques he ever learned from his teachers. And in their place, he saw all his teachers' techniques anew for the purpose of cultivating life knowledge, and virtue, rather than for fighting. Finally, during the worst fighting of World War II, he had his vision of what he called the great spirit of peace, in which he realized that the true way of the warrior was not to compete or kill or destroy others, but as the art of peace, to prevent such slaughter through the power of love. In Japanese, the word Aikido literally translates as the way of the power of love. This man who was feared as a young martial artist transformed himself into a beloved spiritual warrior of peace and love in his later years. He certainly discovered for himself and walked through that secret doorway of neutrality into the undividedness of spirit and unconditional love. It was reported many times by his top martial arts students that whenever they tried to defeat him, they would end up on the floor by the power of peace and love and non-resistance. It would be as if they defeated themselves and not as though the master fought against them. Such is the power of unconditional love that can only be accessed through true neutrality of being. Part of the great difficulties we're facing in the world today is from so few people in it realizing that neutrality is necessary first to accessing and attaining all that is true, beautiful, and good in life. Most people assume that there are what we might consider to be negative emotions, such as hate, guilt, grief, sadness, anger, jealousy, and such, as well as positive emotions, such as happiness, joy, love, and peace. Yet that isn't quite true. Most people consider to be what, 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 what most people consider to be good emotions are not emotions at all. Yes, we all feel those feelings, but they're not emotions. They are the experience of that which is undivided, as differentiated from the experience feeling that which is of the divided consciousness. Technically, emotions are what we feel when we experience that which is in conflict within us. When we feel afraid or angry or sad or jealous, we're feeling incompleteness something lacking in our experience. That divided experience is that something essential and some essential energy and consciousness is missing from our experience. If we become that experience or feeling, we say we're emotional. When we experience at least some degree of that which is by nature undivided and limitless, we feel varying degrees of what we call Happiness, all that we can consider good, like peace, freedom, joy, enthusiasm, unconditional love, are all different aspects of and ways we experience the undivided energy of spirit. No one's ever happy when they're being afraid, angry, hateful, sad, or guilty because their are experiences of something missing in them that what brings about that 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 sense of lack is not being aware of the undivided wholeness of our being and our life when we're polarized within ourselves in any way we cannot experience that undivided wholeness we only can experience one separate part of our whole being and life only when we bring our awareness and energy to the center In neutrality, can we experience the whole? Whenever we become attached to one side of the dichotomy, such as winning or losing, success or failure, being right or being wrong, being of one religion, race or nationality, or of the other, we divide ourselves, polarize to one side and separate from the other side.
1: Our first break is here already. And this is when we like to make several announcements about what we're doing outside of this radio show. But um, inside the radio show, I just wanted to mention um, that you can tune in later if you miss our show on the following, um, uh, what do you call it, applications or whatnot? Uh, Platforms. uh, Platforms, yes. Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher. An Apple podcast. So if you missed the show, you, there's lots of places you can pick it up. At any rate, uh, we also have something very special coming up. Speaking of Switzerland, uh, you can still sign up and join us for our special remote Zoom class for our German and English speaking friends and students in Switzerland, Germany, and elsewhere. Tomorrow, Thursday, September 1st, and this is 2022, by the way, in case you're listening to this later, Michael will teach a class, Restore Your Psychic Space Daily for Your Happiness and Health, a powerful three-hour self-healing and psychic development class in English with immediate translation into German. Since this class will be online via Zoom globally, the schedule for the events will be different for different time zones. For those of you in Switzerland or Central European time zone, it will be 1900 to 2200 Uhr or in the U.S. Pacific time zone, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Learn simple but powerful psychic tools that you can practice regularly to restore your psychic space, to be more yourself, have your own awareness and energy, and maintain your overall health and happiness. For all details in German and to sign up, go to directly to the ImLicht website at www.imlicht.ch or contact Wolfgang Jaeger in English or or German at forum at imlicht. Dot ch. We'll be right back and to continue with Neutrality, Your Secret Doorway to Happiness. We'll be right back.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America
0: if you love living the miracle with michael and raphael tamora you'll love their teleclasses seminars and retreats check out their upcoming events at michaeltomora.com forward slash events the best book ever transformational incredible information one of the best books i've ever read inspirational a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose That's what readers around the world are saying about you are the answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamura. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at amazon.com.
2: Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter.
1: your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle.
1: Welcome back, everyone. And if you're tuning into our show just now, welcome aboard. We've been exploring the true nature of neutrality and how you can be more neutral to whatever it is that you experience in your life. It's an all important psychic tool to learn because it's your secret doorway to happiness. So let's continue.
2: Before the break, I was uh, talking about, you know, what brings about that sense of lack and, and, and that's, you know, The absence of neutrality is when we're experiencing the divided, the conflicts, you know, where we're separate and divided and everything between us and others, or just where does that start within our own selves? If we're conflicted inside, we're going to experience that conflict with outside, with others. But anyway, I was thinking... How many people look down at neutrality? They, they're not interested in neutrality. They want to they wanna make a stand. I, I, I'm for this and against that. And that's that divided thinking. That's the divided consciousness where everything is, is opposed to everything else. To every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. <laughs> and that's the world. Oh, but remember, we're not of this world. We're in it. We're kind of tourists. (laughs) Some of us have visas and some of us don't. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us are illegal aliens. (laughs) Isn't that amusing? Oh, yes, I, I look at that and, God, if humanity can't even handle other human beings... What's gonna happen when there's a, people from other parts of other galaxies? They don't or look like us. even other parts of our own galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> enough. You don't have to go very far. <laughs> but anyway, I was thinking, oh yeah, maybe I always was fond of neutrality because I also like my favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla. for most people vanilla is oh that's too vanilla (laughs) it's boring and you know vanilla is plain is but to me it's it's the best tasting and neutrality is the same way a lot of people think oh that's so boring but divided you know when we're divided within ourselves we can never experience true happiness or or love Huh, love means you're not divided. But when you're divided, you can only, the best you can hope for, hope, hope for is only like a partial experience of happiness or a partial experience of love that's com- completely dependent on particular conditions being met. If we can find true neutrality, we can experience happiness regardless whether it rains or shines, whether we win or lose, succeed or fail, agree or disagree with each other. <laughs> Through neutrality, our happiness and well being no longer depend on external conditions or circumstances. We're happy to start with regardless of any, any results then we're just happy to play the game, win or lose. We're happy to try something out new. Whether we end up liking it or not, we become indomitable. Once you make a commitment to be neutral in all things in your living, then the question becomes one of practicing it consistently. And the challenge is when you experience emotional reactions to things that happen in your life, yeah, that's, that's where we have to recognize, oh, what neutrality is. Until then, it's not a big deal. But when we, be, we have an emotional upset, we, we get really conflicted or whatever, how do you find any sense of neutrality? When there's anger raging within you or you feel completely grief-stricken, after receiving unexpected news of a loss. Well, yeah, that's the challenging part that requires much practice, patience, and time. What are you to do when someone insults you mercilessly in front of others and you feel like punching them in the nose? Or on the other hand, you feel like disappearing in shame and humiliation. How can you possibly experience any kind of neutrality in those kinds of situations? Well, yes, that's the starting point. First, you have to decide to become neutral rather than become the emotional reaction you're experiencing. The reaction is what? Just a reaction. It's an automatic mechanical response, like an emotional knee-jerk reaction. You can't do anything to stop that, can you? Yeah, because by the time you're aware of your reaction, your emotional upset, it's already happening. Or, in fact, it already happened and it's kind of done with. <laughs> what can you do? Nonetheless, to, is to decide to be neutral to the reaction that you're experiencing. Let yourself experience the reaction, the feelings and the thoughts and all the energy that makes up that reaction. You don't have to be afraid of the reaction. If you let a reaction just be, it starts, goes on for a little time, and then fizzles out sooner or later. Unless you fight it and and try to do something about it, try to control it, the sooner it'll end. The only thing that prevents you from letting a reaction just be is becoming afraid of it. If you become afraid that you can't control the reaction or that the reaction going to do something to you or take away something valuable from you, you end up trying to fight it in some way. Instead, just let it run its course. Don't feed it. <laughs> kind of like in the zoo. Please don't feed the animals. (laughs) Please don't feed your reactions. Maybe you ought to have that posted all around your house. Rather than get into neutrality and amusement about it, start seeing the truth about it. It's just a reaction. It's totally mechanical and automatic. You really aren't wanting to react that way or anything, are you? No. It's not because you want it to be that way. No, it's just, oh, something happened. Just like when somebody knocks you on your knee just the right way, and boom, your knee kicks, even if you totally didn't want to. It can't hurt you unless you let it run you. It can't harm you unless you become the reaction and act it out in some way. In a sense, let the reaction be mere passersby on the street. You can smile at it, be amused, even tip your (laughs) hat. Let it just do whatever it's doing. Don't take it seriously. Don't engage. Let it be. That's the beginning of being neutral to whatever you happen to be experiencing. That's also true about what you might consider good things, such as being super excited about something. You can have the experience of that excitement, but it wouldn't be beneficial for you to go crazy. And out of context in that excitement. Have your enthusiasm for whatever's happening. But let that experience just be. Enjoy your enthusiasm. You can celebrate without bouncing off the walls. You can celebrate without going stupid. (laughs) And doing, you know, uh, really dangerous things. You can fully enjoy your experience. Neutrality offers you that. Neutrality
1: is one of my favorite tools. I guess I say that about all of them, don't I?
2: <laughs>
1: I love neutrality because I grew up in a, uh, at least on one side, my father's side, a, a very Irish family. And uh, it cracks me up about Ireland because what is ire? You know? <laughs> well, I, I really have never looked up the actual definition of um how Ireland got named but ire means anger right mm, means yeah. means reactiveness and I, Irish people in Ireland are very much known for being extremely reactive and uh
2: there, Yeah, there was
1: a, there. In fact, there was a lot of that in our house, and it was encouraged uh, between the children to have conflict and fights, and with uh, my Irish father thinking that maybe it would prepare us for the world to see what it's like to handle someone who's going to be in conflict with you. And um, you know, that's that's a viewpoint uh, of for from his viewpoint to help us to be more safe in the world because we can handle it by the time we're adults. But a lot of the result of that is programming children to have a lot of anger. And, uh, that wasn't fun for me. And I saw it when I was very young, I didn't like the anger and I would much prefer just to go walk away from it. Although in my younger years, I had my share of engaging in it until I realized it wasn't getting me anywhere. So fast forward to the, uh, let's say, early 1980s when I learned how to be and started my practice as a psychic reader one of the things that I had to learn how to do is be neutral Um, not everybody that I read is somebody I would you know hang out with necessarily and in fact some of the uh, people I've read have had some (laughs) kind of sketchy backgrounds (laughs) that sounds like a judgment and at the time it actually was because I wasn't quite as neutral, practicing neutrality as I have been over the years. But what I found was that anyone who has a sketchy background, I read someone I was certain, for instance, many, many, many years ago, who I was pretty sure had murdered someone. And it wasn't my job to call the police, because what am I going to say? I think this guy murdered someone. I had no idea who or whatnot and that sort of thing. But to find my neutrality and be able to give him the kind of reading that might help him track onto a different path. Now, a, a true neutrality would be I wouldn't even judge the fact that he was possibly a murderer. But, uh, you know, this is a right from wrong thing. And when I'm somebody comes to me for spiritual counseling, I'm going to do my very best to try and show someone a better way on their own path and being able to do that even under circumstances of reading someone who is so different from me and has made choices very different from me has been very very interesting as far as being able to practice neutrality so over the years now that happened early on in my reading career and over the years I decided that no matter what when I do a reading, I'm I'm going to be on the side of the person I'm reading as far as um, supporting them on their own spiritual path, no matter what kind of place they're stuck or what kind of, uh, let's say, the judgments they even have about me or someone like me. You know, every psychic has the experience of having someone come just to see if, if they're actually psychic. And so, you know, you know, With things like that, instead of getting mad about it, I just try to be amused and do my very best job that I can. And I still have the goal of giving the best reading I can. So as a reader, being neutral is being, to me, able to really step back. I call it uh, telescoping back to see the bigger picture. Because no matter what condition someone is in, there's a reason for that condition even if it's just to encourage that person to get unstuck from a place they've been stuck on, let's say for many, many lifetimes. So neutrality is a really amazing thing because it allows me to love that person no matter what.
2: Yeah. You know, thinking about neutrality, uh, I've always been in extremely emotional. I've just been a, emotional person and it's i was just yes, thinking about born under the sign of cancer <laughs> i was just thinking about how a long time ago raphael started to describe me to other people like oh yes michael he's one-third japanese one-third italian and one-third dolphin <laughs> well the japanese part is obvious But why just one third? You know, both my parents are Japanese, and and
1: he's ninety-eight (laughs) percent Japanese in genetics.
2: uh, Yeah, with uh, (laughs) DNA testing. Anyway, uh, the the dolphin parts is pretty obvious. (laughs) Anybody who knew me, especially in my young days, I'm so much more at home in the water, especially in the ocean, uh, than on land. But. Where does the Italian part come in? <laughs> well, you can't see me in in this radio studio because. Uh it's, it's radio, it's just audio, but Raphael has to look at me and she'll have, she's coaching me all the time. She's like, you're mov- you know, you're going to knock over the computer monitor. You're going to knock over the microphone because I speak with my arms and hands.
1: Gesticulating. Yeah, I'm gesticulating all the time.
2: <laughs> just like, a, you know, the stereotypical Italian person, right? Waving their arms around and, and all very dramatic and very emotional. Ah, that's the thing that Raphael's always known about me is I'm a very very emotional person, which is odd for somebody who looks totally Japanese, right? <laughs> that Japanese race is, is known for being calm and cool and collected and all that kind of stuff, very polite and all this quiet, <laughs> conservative. <laughs> and and that's that's uh <laughs> That's the the typical response. But anyway. We're We're coming
1: on our second break, so I'm going to cut in here. So we wanted to invite you to join us for our next teleclass in our ever-popular ongoing series. You might be more psychic than you think this Saturday, September 3rd from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Uh, Remember, this is 2022. So if you're listening to this later, you can always pick this up and purchase it. Uh, This class is titled, You Are the Light of the World, Energy Work for Enjoying Who You Are. Learn to do psychic energy work to help you celebrate who you are and shine your light ever more brightly in your life and in the world. For all the details and to sign up, go to our September events calendar section at micheltamora.com or call our office at 15309262650 and speak with our fabulous assistant Debbie during normal business hours specific time Monday to Friday. We'll be back with you shortly to continue with Neutrality, your secret doorway to happiness.
0: If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltomora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle.
1: Wonderful to have you back. We've been exploring the topic of neutrality Your Secret Doorway to Happiness. What happens when you can be more neutral in your life and how do you do that? Let's find out more.
2: Yeah, before the break, I was making fun of myself (laughs) 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 of having been always very emotional. I remember as a little kid, uh, I was very emotional inside. But how I learned On the the practical end of getting to neutrality, okay, if you're not that emotional, uh, it's probably easier to be neutral because you're already, you know, not all emotional. But what if, like me, you happen to be somebody with big emotions, feel a lot going on? Ah, as a kid as a little child i didn't have the permission or the know-how or or what was really going on because because i would feel the emotions and either i couldn't handle it and just kind of try to shut it down or i'd become it uh one of the things that in japan there was that saying uh he was he was just he was a crow crying just a moment ago, and now he's laughing, and it was a it was kind of a put down. The way it was told to me was a little bit of a put down because people couldn't understand how I could be crying one moment and laughing the next. As a child, as a child, I wasn't stuck in one level or another, and and it was always that way. It went from crying to laughing. Oh, what's laughing laughing is when you're happy what was the difference what what made a sudden shift in my state of experience going from you know being really grief-stricken or sad or whatever to all of a sudden being completely happy ah that doorway is neutrality Most people, it's not until I was way, you know, an adult and everything that I start to recognize some people had this understanding of that secret doorway. But to everybody else, it's, it's like a secret because nobody knew it. They didn't know what doorway did I pass through to go from this, what we might call negative emotion to a very positive one. It wasn't always crying, it could have been anger. I was really angry, you know, being, stomping around or something, and then all of a sudden I'm just laughing and having a great time. What was that doorway? Ah, that doorway is what we have been talking about today called neutrality. You have to get the zero. You know, if you're in the negative level, of emotionality, you have to get the zero first to switch over to the positive. And what we call negative and positive, that sounds like opposites because that's kind of how we see it. But in the truth, there is no opposite to unconditional love. There is no opposite to eternal life, right? Because unconditional, eternal all mean limitless there's no end timeless it's there's no end to it it doesn't begin and end just our experience of it seems to begin and end oh i was happy before but now i'm unhappy you know it, my happiness ended no happiness didn't end because happiness comes from the undivided it's just that our experience of that undivided temporarily got disrupted And we're back to experiencing the divided. So, okay, now I'm not happy anymore. Happiness is still there within me. The undivided can never go away because it's undivided. But I, my awareness, I turn my awareness away from that undividedness and that's when I'm all emotional. Ah, okay. The other thing, Besides getting into neutrality and passing through to the undivided, you never have to worry about neutrality if you're already experiencing the undivided. You're just a happy camper, right? So you don't have to think in terms of, oh, I got to find neutrality because you're already on the other side of neutrality. It's, It's not so much the other side of neutrality. Neutrality doesn't take sides. It's just a doorway. That's partly why I like to call it a doorway, because you just pass through this threshold, we call it neutrality, then you can experience any aspect of the totality, any aspect of the undivided. So when we turn around a little bit this way and we go through that neutrality door, we experience unconditional love. We turn a little bit to the other side, you know, a different angle, and we walk through that neutrality door and we experience total peace. Or we experience it just slightly over to this side and ah, we experience it as joy. So, all of those things that every one of us seek. In some way, shape, or form. Eternal peace, eternal life, uh, unconditional love, uh, endless joy, whatever it is. Oh, that's just the different experiences of the same undividedness. The wholeness of spirit, life, whatever you want to call it, God. When we don't pass through that door of neutrality, we don't experience The undivided, we stay on this side, so to speak, of the divided. And in the divided, everything in this world, if you experience anything in this world, it's divided. It's the nature of this world. And that's why you could be a a nuclear scientist and and get down to the subatomic particles and they're divided to positive and negative in some way or shape. Every computer is works on, you know, zero or, or one, positive or negative energy states. Black and white, day and night. Ah, so it doesn't matter which way you go in this world and how far down on a subatomic level, all the way to the super macro yeah, universes and galaxies and everything level. It's all divided. You can't get away from it as long as what you're experiencing is outward in this world. And that's why in meditation, you have to go inward to find neutrality. Huh? Neutrality is a state of mind. It's a choice you we make where we're deciding, okay, I'm just going to drop it. I'm just going to let everything in the world be as we are if it's night it's night if it's day it's day if it if somebody is you know angry they're angry somebody is sad they're sad that's just the state of this world I'm not gonna change that all I can change is oh if I could help somebody experience, not just the world, but within themselves, walk through that door of neutrality and experience the undivided, even for a moment, whoa, their whole life changes. They see the light, so to speak. And they go, whoa, this is what I've been looking for all my life. It wasn't out there. It wasn't in someone else all this time it was within myself very powerful words
1: and one of the things I like to do when we're talking about neutrality is talk you know bring it about to to judgment as well as what Michael was talking about too is um, reactions you know we have natural reactions and I'm going to use grief as an example Um, I've seen a lot of memes out there That talk about grief is something that, you know, tell people to forget trying to comfort grieving people certain ways, because it's never ending, and it's never going to go away. And you got to be careful with believing things like that, because that will stunt your healing for sure grief is one of the more powerful of the emotions like you know the flash of anger and that sort of thing except it usually involves the some kind of loss what michael was talking about dividedness and one of the things that i have found working with deeply grieving people in my practice of as a clairvoyant as well as as a healer is to help guiding someone to reframe their their experience of that loss of that person as part of their own spiritual growth, just as someday when they're going to pass, somebody else will be grieving for them. And grieving is... Just being on this side of that doorway, as Michael was talking about, because usually when you're experiencing a lot of grief, there's not a lot of happiness there. But one of the things is that when you can start to be easier on yourself about the grief that you are in and have the frame of mind that that this is a passing emotion, it may never completely go away. However, if you give yourself permission to go through it and find that neutrality even about what has happened and forgiving the parties if it was a violent death or something like that or forgiving yourself if you made some kind of mistake um, because uh, that can often be based on a judgment of yourself. And just stepping back, you know, even if you end up in prison, you know, I like to talk to uh, people who are in prison once in a while because uh, a person is in prison because they made a mistake usually and, and there's a judgment upon them. And in order to, let's say, heal themselves from the mistake or the judgment that other people place on them and to move on, you have to be able to reframe this into your life lessons and what you're here why you're here and what you're here to grow in yourself. And, and like Michael says, it always comes back to you.
2: So, um, you know, people suffering grief, let's say, especially found, so many of them have found talking to a medium and where the a, a really good medium actually conveys the messages from their deceased loved ones from spirit Going, oh yeah, they're doing this. They they know all this about you and everything. And they the person getting the message realizes, oh, did I ever lose that person? Well, physically, but in spirit, they're still there. We still have a relationship, and, and they, still they love recover you. from the grief over time.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, we're coming to the end of our show today. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you learn what you learned helped you to practice being more neutral so you can step through your secret doorway to happiness every day. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for Being Not Becoming so you can learn to surf the ups and downs of life. What happens when you can experience your life rather than becoming what you experience in it? Good follow-up for today's uh, show. Tune in and find out. Remember, you can still sign up for our remote Zoom class tomorrow, Thursday, September 1st, taught in English with immediate translation into German, hosted by EMLicht in Zurich, Switzerland, at imleicht.ch, or by contacting Wolfgang Jaeger in German or English at forum. At inleaked.ch. You can also join us for Saturday, September 3rd for our teleclass, You Are the Light of the World, energy work for enjoying who you are as part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. Call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is...